Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. everybody i have the lovely michelle myers with me on today's home service business coach podcast michelle how are things going today they're going great thank you they're going great yeah well i'm absolutely honored to have you on our show today we're doing an audio clip and also on video here for our youtube listeners so uh thanks for watching everybody uh michelle reached out to me on linkedin she said hey we should connect i heard one of your podcasts about the office position and I would love to uh, add some value to that conversation. So it caught my eye, Michelle, and uh, here we are chatting today. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's dive in, Michelle. I love doing these interviews just to spotlight uh, different members in the home service community. Uh, I've actually seen your brand before, like a, a year or two back. And so I'm glad we okay. could connect. So can you kind of introduce to us all the listeners Tell us who you are and tell us uh, kind of an introduction on your business that you've got going on. Absolutely. Well, we thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Everybody loves a good LinkedIn stalker and I'm a good yeah. one. So I like to reach out to a lot of people. I think LinkedIn is a really untapped resource for home service business owners. And I think we should really lean into it and connect with one another because you know people I don't know. I know people you need to know. And it's a really great place. So that's my one plug for LinkedIn and then I'll be quiet. Okay. Uh, Pink Collars uh, is, a, is a response to wanting to work with a Canadian company you may have heard of named Jobber. Yes. So I worked very exclusively in the uh, 2008 to 2012, 13 timeframe for a company that was exclusive CRM for the tree service called Arbor Gold. Great company, great people. But I wanted to branch out and be able to, to help other home service businesses, not just the tree industry and the arborists, um, which is where I got my start. So I reached out to Jobber. Jobber and I had a really good conversation and we talked about working together in an effort to produce uh, a, a new brand and just have a different offering, Pink Collars was born. So we actually put one single individual on your phones. If you're a home service business owner and you work out of a shop or you work out of a storage unit or you work out of your home, which a lot of people do, um, and you don't have a traditional office space, we can provide that CSR or that customer service rock star or even up to an office manager in your business remotely. And we do work in Canada. In fact, I just yes. signed on a heating and air company in Canada and I'm gonna Google it so I find out what town they're in and I don't yeah. say it wrong. Um, but it, it's a really different model, right? So it's more customizable. It's really like having a remote employee. And I think COVID really gave everybody the chance to play at a level playing field remotely. So we have been a little earlier to the game pre-COVID and we really feel like our mission is to offer jobs for men and women that are caregivers and running homes and running families and want to be able to do a job that is of service, that has empathy and kindness, and that has really good skills on the phone and to be able to deliver that customer to that business owner. So we just build the bridge that brings those two people together. And that's wow. what Pink Collars is. 
<laughs> well, I also feel like your company is saving marriages, Michelle, because what I tend to see is that guys, girls, they go work out in the hot sun this time of yep. year. They get home around five and then it's like work is not done. They have to respond to all True. their emails, all their voicemails, all their text messages, True. click around in job or whatever CRM they're on. So mm -hmm. I actually feel like your company really gives service business owners their evenings largely back. Correct me if I'm wrong. A thousand percent because we are implementing everything that the customer's talking about from the time that phone rings or that email comes through or that chat or that form arrives in our email inbox. So everything goes straight into the CRM, all the notes, all the details, all the information. Um, we have several clients that have recorded calls. And so we can even have those call recordings uploaded. And we make sure that every piece of information is there so that when you arrive at the door to either do the estimate or do the job, it's as if you were there already because you have all that detail. So being able to work in the cloud and then connect people, you're right, it does save marriages because the end of the day needs to be the end of the day. I think a lot of business owners really run themselves into the ground, <laughs> both emotionally and physically. And if we can find somebody where we can outsource a part of our business to a very good provider, somebody who's gonna be professional and take care of your customer, there's no reason why you shouldn't divest that control and let somebody else do what they're really good at. So you can do the thing you're really good at, which is likely not being on the phone. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> it it honestly saying. is like, I would say most service business owners approach the, the trade with a very like solid technical knowledge generally, but they're usually not very well versed in, you know, customer interaction, uh, in you know technical skills as far as technology goes and so that's a lot of times either those skills get learned but there's only so many hours in a day that you know a service business owner can be doing everything running around yeah. so so tell so me true. how is this different from like an answering service because I I've seen you know other people in the space and sometimes it's just sure. you know you take a message and you you text it over so how does because sure. I know you guys kind of do things a little differently. So tell us a bit about that. Well, the beautiful part is that it's one individual. So a call center or an answering service traditionally would be a group of people. It, you know, it could be four people, it could be 20 people, it could be 100 people. You just never know how your phone's going to get routed. And so the beauty is that we have one individual that really takes control and charge of your account and really cares about your business. We really, really lean into connecting on Zoom and connecting on Slack, which is the communication yeah. tool that we use here at Pink Callers. And we say, have video chats with the business owner be part of their weekly meetings, be in those standups that they have with the guys in the morning, put yourself in their business as much as you virtually can, right? So that you can be a part of the team. And that's not something you're going to get from an answering service. In addition to that, your customers are going to feel that when they call, there's not going to be other phones ringing in the background. There isn't going to be any other chatter in the background. The person isn't going to feel harried. What I find that is a challenge for me with an answering service is that it's a phone tree. And so the phone rings and the minute you get off the phone and you put it down like this, ring, it's ringing again. Yeah. So you legitimately have to be on all day long when you're an employee of a call center. Um, if, you're, if you're not that kind of person and you like to do a varied amount of tasks like email and text and forms and checking on permit status or doing a little bit of things uh, digitally to make help the business, you know, maybe do some marketing or some outreach. This is really the job for you as a CSR because it's not going to be that wham, bam, all day long thing. Mm -hmm. 
And I really feel the homeowner feels that pace. They feel that pace when you're on the phone and you're like, oh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. What's a name address? And that is so off-putting. It's funny because I think a lot of people are of the mindset, and I am one of them, that the phone is kind of dying, right? People don't really want to talk on the phone. It's like, well, we're just going to text or we're going to put a form together and we're going to get a service provider to come see us. That is very true for the vast majority of people. But there's a very big majority of people, they might look like me, don't tell anybody, but I have gray hair. And they might actually be the ones that are owning that second and third home. They might be your ideal customer. And that person may want to talk on the phone. And in the pandemic, we found that calls were longer. People shared more. People connected more. They needed more handholding. It's strange, but I think there might actually be a return to that level of communication. I'm just I'm just here to report what I'm seeing, well, but I feel like we're going to see a little bit more of that kindness and capacity from a business owner. And if you want ha- to have that on your phones, we can absolutely get that person for you. So, yeah. okay, enough. Tell me, well, I, give it to I you. Would ag- <laughs> I would agree. My, my thought on that is that, yes, maybe the younger generation doesn't like the phone, but the money is still largely in the older generation that still really prefers the phone. So whether we like it or not as service businesses, I think we need to say, what does our, what's our client's preferred mode of communication? And we got to get really good on the phone. And I tell our team in, in our office, like pick up the phone as if you're that third service provider that that prospect is calling. Like, let's try just mm-hmm. knock it out of the park because I think, yeah you know, homeowners are calling. It's kind of a chore, right? Today's Monday. Even me, I'm like, okay, there's like these two things I got to call, take care of at my place. And it's like, you want to just be like a breath of fresh air when somebody calls. And there's like, you could do training and training for hours and hours, but it's those things that I think really cause your business to stand apart. Yeah, I I agree. I, I totally agree. And we hear it from a lot of folks. A lot of folks will start with an answering service because it's the affordable choice. I'm not going to doubt that. That's It's a wonderful choice. But oftentimes there are some people in the field, in the industry that do a great job at answering. So I'm not going to to whitewash everyone or wash them yeah. with one certain color. But I believe that the majority, the preponderance of them just do what you said. They take a message, they kick the can down the road, and then the poor home, the business owner comes home or at the end of the day, and all they just have is a big long list that they have to go through. That organization might be helpful, but it didn't solve the problem for either you or your customer. Both of you are now still unsolved and still circling one another like this. And so if we can take that friction out from them to be able to do business with you and give you money and support your family, that's what we want to do. We want to take that friction out. Yeah. So this is really a holistic approach to the office position. You're basically answering phones, doing emails, scheduling. Uh, Is your team member sending quotes as well for that uh, individual? We are, yes. And so if you have a CRM that does measurements and we can get to your measurement tool, I know we're working uh, with several fence companies and they have a CRM called My Salesman. I love it. It allows the homeowner to actually track the length of the fence so that they can come up with their own price. But often people are not tech savvy, so they'll call the office. Um, So if we can get to a tool like that, or if you have an internal measurement tool that you like to use, even if it's just Google Earth, 
um, we can get takeoffs close enough so that you're not going to lose any money. And the beautiful part about that is that at the bottom of all those quotes that we measure or even your customer measures, you should always have some really good language that protects you from any infield conditions once you arrive at the job. So we say, hey, we're going to do it just as good as the homeowner will. Um, and let's just make sure that we dial in what that language at the bottom says so that you don't lose any money because that's not what we're here for. We're yeah. here to solve problems, not make them, right? But yeah. we are human. So we're working with people, not machines. Um, so there's a little bit of a people factor in there. So oh, there's so much in expectation <laughs> setting when it comes to jobs too, right? I think whether even when you sometimes quote in person, there's things that the homeowner thinks you're, you know, doing or not. And we tell our team like, the exclusions of the quote are as important as what's included because, exactly. uh, you know, some people I think are a little ambitious uh, with, with what's included in the quote. So yeah. always some good CYA, whether that's in person or virtual. And one other 100%. thing too, too, Michelle, I think is cool that you guys do is I really see, you know, I, I think this might be a bit of a new school attitude, but I really see like the office admin position as revenue producing. Um, I know for our team, we're making outbound calls, we're calling our past yep. clients, we're getting people back on the schedule that, you know, if an mm -hmm. office admin is costing me, you know, $3,500 a month, I'm thinking, why can't they go book $10,000 of just yeah. repeat work as the brand grows? So like, yeah. that's where I think it's really, whether you and hire in-house or hire pink callers, it just seems like a no brainer that a service business owner should be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially if you're working with a CRM addition, uh, I call it an integration called uh, Responsibid. You may have heard of it before. Responsibid plugs in on the front. And the beauty of Responsibid is it actually powers up your CSR. So if you have somebody in the business that's an incredible person, but they just need those prompts, something like Responsibid, you can do an email and then a text message and then a, a note to the office to call. And it keeps those calls from like piling up until there's like a hundred of them. It keeps them manageable so that your CSR is like maybe calling three people a day or five people a day. And it becomes just part of their natural workflow. So it's not difficult and you don't ever get behind. And what we're hearing is that people need to hear from you seven times before they make a buying decision, right? I mean, that number still is seven times, I keep thinking, certainly that number is gonna decrease, right? People are gonna make decisions faster, but it's it's remained at seven for many, many years. So the, the numbers are showing us that we do really need to keep top of mind of people so that we can get them in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we say too, like the fortunes and the follow-up, right? Which is just so yeah. true. I'd say more than half our revenue gets booked just on uh, us following up, whether that's a text message or a phone call or an email in our sequence. So people, yeah. like, I think we underestimate how busy people are to owning a business yeah. or not. It's just, there are bills to pay. I feel like I'm yeah. part of like 55 different portals online to pay different bills. And it's just, <laughs> you know, reset yep. your password. And it's like, you just forget about getting your carpets you cleaned or your house painted or your roof cleaned or whatever the case may be. Um, I kind of want to pivot. I, I really, if someone's listened this long, I feel like they're pretty interested. So I'd love you to take the mic, Michelle, and be like, hey, this is really who we serve. Can you touch on industries? And then also maybe even you've helped enough people to know like, hey, we're looking for a guy or girl at roughly this revenue size, this state of sure. the business. So just kind of paint the picture Absolutely. of who's like a good fit for the listeners. 
Okay, absolutely. Well, that fit has grown, right? COVID put a lot of numbers to the top line revenue of a lot of our businesses that we used to serve. And so we're finding that we're pivoting. Um, we're still very, very well matched in the tree industry. We really like the tree service still. So that's, a, that's an industry we love um, still because those guys really need the help. Um, and then we've really pivoted, I wouldn't say strongly, but we're looking into uh, the fencing space, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a lot of traction in HVAC and plumbing in the last mm -hmm. two years. So those two of the big three, we haven't really broken the ceiling on electrical yet, and I haven't touched roofing yet. But mm -hmm. I like the plumbing and HVAC because the pace is about the same, the expectations are about the same, and booking a call online is critical. So mm -hmm. it's really a much more high level phone call. It's not like, okay, well, I'll send you out a, a, a somebody to give you an estimate and mm -hmm. you, the homeowner may have three estimates. It's there's water on the floor. When can you be here, right? So the urgency is a little bit more and, and the close rate is a little bit higher. And so those folks also charge enough for their service so that when they get, you know, pink collars comes in at a certain hourly rate, they don't kind of flail around. So yeah. we're finding that we're between 800,000 and a million of top line revenue is the minimum that we can support. Yeah. And then we go up from there. And we have several mm -hmm. clients that have two or three of our CSRs on their team. And yeah. that's a really fun way to, to reach out to pink collars is when you kind of hit capacity in your team that you have in house, or even better, my favorite place for us to come in is when somebody gets the trust and, and um, ability, the relationship that you've built with the owner and you, you know, you and your, your CSR, and you look at this person and go, man, it's time to up-level this person. It's time for them to go to ops or sales or, or do some marketing things, or it's time for them to go to the chamber meetings without me. It's time for them to do more things physically in the space that we couldn't do. And so you release the phones from that person and give them a little bit more responsibility in-house. And that is a beautiful place to ask for Pink Collar's help. That way you're not having to deal with the dynamics of having another human in your, in your space. You may not have the space. Um, and it also gives that person the feeling of, man, I have somebody that reports to me now. Like I'm actually like part of the team now, yeah. right? This is yeah. a really... Um, and we find that that size just has longevity. We don't have to worry about seasonality. We don't fall apart when the snow flies. It yeah. just feels like some of those businesses have a little bit broader of a calendar. And that mm -hmm. for me is the important thing because we want to keep that relationship. That's what we're really built on is how can we build the relationship? So this is a sustainable long-term solution for your company to be able to scale. And yeah. my favorite client is the client that calls and says, I've just bought this company and I have no idea what to do. Yeah. And that's happening a lot. That's happening yeah. a ton. There's yeah. a lot of acquisition. So um, can you help us fix the CRM? Can you move them to our platform? Can you get on the phones and just tell everybody what's happening? Yeah. So that's also a fun time. So 800 to a million is the minimum. And then yeah. up from there. Hope that super. helps. Oh, that's super good. Yeah, no, that gives a lot of good, good guidelines. Is it just um, a full-time uh, available option with Pink? Like you're not sending someone for 10 hours a week to Bob's business? I'm not. And this is why. And I love home service business owners when I say this. And I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur too. So I'm a visionary. I'm flighty. Yeah. I have a lot going on in my brain. And here's the thing. When the home service business owner brings on Pink Collars part-time, they check the box that that's done. 
which yeah. means that they ignore it the other hours that we're not there. And then we come back to a mess, right? We come back to a ton of voicemails, people are angry, stuff's gotten dropped, people don't know what's happening. So for us, we want the accountability. We wanna fully own the role. We wanna be responsible. We want it, all the blame to come on us. We yeah. wanna fully take it. So when we do that fractional stuff, that I, I will only do that with special people that have like a very specific need. Sure. Um, and, and I have done it. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Call me if you've got a wild idea, because I love wild yeah. ideas. But generally speaking, for the regular customer that we serve, we really need to be there full time because we want to take this, this role and make it, like you said, revenue generating and a really yeah. important part of your business. Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's your brand too, right? You don't want to be you know, part-timing it all over the country. And then, uh, you know, people there's, there's missed expectations and that's never fun for anybody. So it sounds like your advice would almost be if someone's at, you know, four or 500 K saying, Hey, you know, Mr. Mrs. Maybe spend another mm -hmm. season or two growing a little bit more. And then, yep. um, let's have a chat and kind of look like, do you have a specific onboarding time of the year if someone was considering like hey we take all our new people in March or how does that kind of work oh gracious no no we work full-time year-round so that we can mm -hmm. take people on anytime um, we do a three-day onboarding period and our price for that is on our website you fill out the form mm -hmm. it automates all of the emails coming back to you we get some information and then we try it on for size for three days together yeah. and I will tell you we fired a couple of clients we fired yeah. a couple of people that just weren't the right fit and not because we don't care for them but they're just not quite ready to let go right yeah. and so if you're not ready to let go of the way you've done things and you're not ready to say, man, I, I just have tapped out or I need some guidance. If you're not ready to move that direction, then it may not be a good fit because we're going to force you to communicate on Slack. That's mm -hmm. going to be the one way we're going to communicate so that there's transparency and accountability. I don't do it because I want to read your messages. I do it because if you tell me to do something, I want to be accountable. Um, and then we also put a digital uh, dashboard together on a free service called Trello, and we digitize all the information that we can find out about you online. So just like I stalked you on LinkedIn, I would stalk yeah. your business, same thing. And I would put all of that information in a dashboard so that anybody from your company can run that phone service or run that customer care from anywhere in the world. And I always say, because I'm a business owner that wants to run everything on this thing. I don't know. Yeah. You can see it, but my phone, if I can't run it on my phone, I don't want to do it. And so I've really built customer service that could be run from your phone as the owner. Um, so yeah. you should be able to see everything that's going on at a click away at midnight if you want to. And so yeah. we built it that way intentionally. I love it. I love companies like yours that have like a very uh, systematic way of doing things. And it's not just like, oh, join on, make your payment and I'll text you sometime. It's like, no, everything's yeah. run on Slack we've got a Trello board, we have, mm -hmm. you know, weekly meetings, we got checklists, like, I think that's really good. Kind of throwing you on the spot, what, what yeah. do you think <laughs> is the one trait that's missing in our industry? Say you get on an assessment call, and you're like, we sure. just can't help this person. Is it usually like, not able to be coached? Is it so headstrong? Is it just like, mm -hmm. uh, we found even like some ego in this industry too, you know, it is my no. way, no way, hey, like what? what? Are you this, kidding? rattle off a trade or two that you're like we can't help this person because I've been on some of those calls myself and it's unfortunate but it's like 
you can't help everybody with your business. So what, what's kind of a couple missing character qualities you've, you've seen in well, your, in your day? It's interesting that you asked about coaching. Cause that's one of the questions I do ask is, have you been a part of a coaching group or are you one now? And that just informs me how open they are to new ideas and learning. What's the last book you may have read? Like, how, what are you reading now? Like, what's going on? And then what was the last thing you outsourced in your business? Have you outsourced marketing? Have you outsourced sales? Have you outsourced anything? Are you familiar with the concept of, I'm not going to, it's not going to be my baby right now. I'm going to look at the metrics and look at the KPIs and look at the results. I'm not going to think about how I feel. And so that's a very big indicator if they've never done that before, um, because there's leaders of two different styles and I've been guilty of both styles. So I'm talking about myself when I say this, there's leaders of over communication and hovering, right? The helicopter owner, oh, don't mess with that. And then there's leaders by abdication. Oh, you got it. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm out. I'm over yeah. here. And so neither one of those are good. And I've been guilty of both. But somewhere in the middle is where we want to meet. Really clear communication. I look on their website and I see what are their core values? Can I align with them on the sales call? That's really important to me because if you're not okay with us being transparent and being proactive and kind of taking the reins and kind of telling you a little bit what might work better, then that, that could be hard. It's going to be hard for everybody. So I do a lot of back checking and, and seeing, and I also look at Google reviews. I know this is weird, but I look at the Google reviews of the companies that I want to support because if your guys in the field or the services that you're delivering can't be delivered well, my poor people are going to be the ones that hear about it. I'm going to get yelled at all day long and I don't want that for my team. So I really want you to be a deliver. You have to deliver the services that you promise. Yeah. And so I want to see that evidence. And I didn't used to do that. I used to do it all on fields. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's great. Yeah. Oh, I like him. He knows so-and-so. And that always blew up in my face. Now I just go and look. Yeah. That's what my mentor says. <laughs> gut, gut feeling stands for gave up thinking. So that's kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of true. But to your, to your review point, I actually go, um, I love that you read the reviews, but also reading their response to reviews, specifically the one and two stars, because yeah. it, it's kind of that thing, how you do anything's how you do everything. And when someone gives like a snarky owner response, I know it all, um, there's just no humility there. And like, I really find if someone doesn't have humility, like we can't coach them. So um, it, that that's another thing too, just to, to stack onto exactly what you said. It's you can learn, you can learn a lot online about how someone operates. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So true. Well, that's amazing. Uh, Michelle, is there anything kind of else just to, to touch on? I mean, if someone's again, listened this far, I think they may be interested. So maybe what would be, you know, I feel like they've kind of got their, their baby steps into the ocean. If they want to go for a bit more mm -hmm. of a swim uh, and see what pink <laughs> collars is, you said LinkedIn's great, but maybe give a, a couple yep. of places and I'll, I'll link them up in the show notes for everybody. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, you can go to our website and to our contact page that goes all the way into our sales system and it's all systematized. So you get reached out to and nurtured all along the way so that you make sure to get on a call with our sales team. I will tell you that we just implemented traction into our business this nice. year, the EOS system. Yeah. And <clears throat> we actually lost our salesperson as a result, a little okay. too much accountability there. And it was, yeah. it's, it was hard. It was really hard. So I'm actually in the sales seat. So now when you call pink right. callers and you set up a sales meeting, it's actually me. It's pretty fun. Nice. So I'm back in the saddle. 
talking to people and it's just been awesome. Um, I would encourage people also to go to any and every trade show that you can this year. Trade shows are back with a vengeance and we've missed one another. And you make more money, time and business strategy and connections at a trade show at a bar than you ever will by yourself just grinding it out. So yeah. make the investment in yourself to get on a plane, get in a car, go do something. And there's a ton of trade shows out there right now. Everybody's coming back hard. Um, so please get in the car and go meet your peers, go see your people and go find out the best practices because this home service industry, it's a powerhouse. I mean, I don't know if this is happening in Canada, but we've got venture capital coming into home services. We got big money coming into home services. Obviously all of the credit card processing companies are gobbling up the CRMs, home services, right? So everybody all of a sudden realized that the whole country is running because of people like us. Yeah. So please get out there and empower yourself to know what your value is and what your business value is. Um, so I would encourage that, but just reach out on pinkcollars.com and it's C-A-L-L-E-R-S, like calling on the phone, okay. not like collar on the shirt. Yeah. So Perfect. that's it. <laughs> collar like the phone, not on the shirt. Yeah, no, we'll link that up. Yep. And you know, to, to that point too, Michelle, just to wrap up, like I really think the whole world saw how well home services did through the pandemic. And yep. I think that brought a lot of eyeballs on the industry for, oh man, if there is a COVID 2.0, you know, God forbid yep. there's not, but if there is something, um, home services just ticked along and, and oftentimes yep. really even grew, which is, yep. uh, couldn't say that about a lot of industries. So I think that True. was one, one thing coming out of the pandemic. So re really good point on that. And to your point on learning, my goodness, I went, my buddy dragged me out to ResponsaCon in 2019. Um, I came back with probably, um, uh, four, I remember to this day, I had 45 takeaways of like, yeah. I can't wait for the wheels to touch down at the airport because I'm ready <laughs> to like dive in. And, and it's like, that was like a two or three day thing. And you're so right. Like you're in the sessions. Great. You're in the networking rooms. Great. But you're out for dinner at the bar, even better meeting people. Amazing. Yeah. It's so true. We need each other and we got to keep that in mind. Um, we can't do it alone. It takes a community, even though we're home service business owners, we still need one another. We really do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, we'll let you run. I know you're a busy lady. Thanks for uh, awesome. giving us your time today on the show. And uh, we'll look at doing uh, maybe a part two in the next year. So it'd be lots of fun. I like it. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.